All right, today, uh, why don't we continue on with our I, on our first handout, which was from last week. If you have it, if you don't, I did make a couple extra copies, I believe. So uh, take one, Hebrews 10, 5 to 14. Uh, we're on verse 11 here. Hebrews 10, verse 11. Uh, why don't we start with a word of prayer? Oh, dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you uh, for your work, that your work is complete, and that by your work, uh, there is no need for any other sacrifice. Lord, bless us in our study today, uh, knowing by this single offering, of you, you have washed away completely our sins. Bless us, comfort us, and grant us uh, your peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Uh, as we kick in here, uh, as we continue on with chapter 10, uh, why don't we, yeah, why don't we just start with verse 11, if someone could read that for me. All right. Um, so how does that look? Uh, just based on what we read, read right there by Don, uh, what's happening there? What's happening? What is the writer saying about the Old Testament priestly sacrifice and, and, and what that meant for the people? Um, it's just a never-ending practice of sacrifice. Um, but right there, I think clearly, it never takes, which can never take away sins, right? So the work was never done. Now, what does that say about, and this is very important, right? I know I say that all the time, but it is. Um, Is the work done? Is the work done by the true high priest? Jesus Christ? And the answer is yes. yes. Um, and of course, for us, I know when we talk about Old Testament sacrifices and all these things, we're, we're like, okay, of course, we wouldn't do that. But for them, we, we see that um, in the OT sacrifice, there the, clearly the writer says what? This is never, right? Never can it take away sins. Um. And this is very important because I think as we live our lives today in this life of faith, uh, many will say, yes, Jesus Christ has done this. But a lot of times um, when we talk about the complete work of Christ, uh, sometimes we do what with that uh, in our faith? What's the great temptation with that, you guys? Jesus Christ completed the work, yet what is our natural habit or inclination when it comes to that? I think sometimes we tend to minimize what was done. Okay, so we minimize, and in so doing, as Don minimize... Oh, how was Wordle this week, you guys? Good? Uh, the, uh, the last night's one was tough. I didn't get I know. Oh, oh, so you did it. Oh, yeah, X, Y at the end. I'm like, oh. I thought it was um, like um, an epic or a period of time, but then. When... Yeah, I did beat, beatbox also. Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, minimize. Sorry. <laughs> um, or at the same time, when we minimize, we do what? We, we devalue, right? So, so what's happening here with the, OT, with the Hebrews is that as they were going back to these Old Testament ways, they were doing what? They were minimizing and devaluing the once and for all sacrifice of Christ. Now, when we talk about, as Don said uh, so eloquently, oh, I made him laugh. Check one for me. And one. All right. Um, let's see if we can get the five today, Jeff. Five. All right. <laughs> um, when we, and this is the thing, you know, just as I said in the sermon, you know, the, subtle, the subtlety of self-righteousness is uh, we still need to do something to show our, uh, to, 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 to comfort our conscience when it comes to our certainty of salvation. And when Jesus' work is done and we try to add more to that, do we realize what we're doing? I mean, I mean, do you, when, when Don says, hypothetical Don or real Don, no real Don, just because we're all real Dons. Wait. <laughs> uh, that's, you made me laugh, so one from you. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, uh, when we talk about, uh, uh, you know, uh, what were we talking about? If we are all uh, adding something to the table, I mean, uh, when it comes to the complete work of Christ, uh, are we aware that we're saying, well, maybe the cross isn't enough? Like, are we, are we conscious of that? Of that, of that subtle, do, do you know what I'm talking about here? Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I think we all do that, right? Like, kind of, what does this mean when we say those things? I, I don't think we are aware uh, of what... Now, again, when we talk about bearing fruit and doing good works, I'm not saying we don't do those. We, we do those, right? But then when we talk about motivation, well, that's a different story a lot of times, right? Motivation can be, well, I've got to put the cherry on top, you know, that Sunday of my salvation, right? Because who doesn't like a cherry on top? Um, Rainbow sprinkles as well. Um, anyways, but uh, who, who doesn't want to put a cherry on top of this? Who doesn't want to have that, that, I've done it, and I'm sure. I'm a child of God. Who doesn't want the gold star? You know, it's like, it's like um, you know, my kids are in school, you know, of course. Captain Obvious, I know. But uh, uh, do you think in heaven there's an honor roll? Like I just got, you know... Is there an honor roll in heaven? Oh, 3.5 and above. Good. 3.0 and above. All right. 2.0. Oh, you just barely made it. <laughs> right? Is that how it works? I think we'll, we'll all be grateful to, to, to be there. That's right. Be because the alternative... <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I guess my point is with the honor roll, you know, and my kids are in school, so they, they, they try, these kids, you know, all of our kids, all of our kids at church, they try so hard, right? And it's always like about to make the honor roll or get the certificate, the presidential award or whatever it is. And it's just like, I think of our faith and it's like, is that, is that how we view it too? A lot of times, like I wanna be on the honor roll. I wanna be pious and, and get 3.5 pious grade. You know, B plus, A minus, ooh, 4.0 pious. Oh. <laughs> oh, that means you're really good with God, right? And again, this is a lot of times how people see Christianity, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a merit-based, what's your grade point average spirituality and how good are you? Do you get the gold ribbon or do you only get the 3.0? certificate or the honorable mention. What, what is it, right? And, and that's not the case, right? When Jesus comes to the table, it's, it's what? It's, there's no merit-based system. It's only the merits of Christ who finished it all, you know? And, um, you know, again, you know, uh, for our college kids, because we have um, not a hypothetical college kid, but we have a real college kid in the flesh here today, right? He very well knows, he very well knows that, that, rat race, that grind uh, of, actually, we went out to lunch this week, so uh, definitely we talked about uh, some things, but it, it's, that, it's that constant, um, you know, um, aspiration to do well, and it's, it's good to do well, but it's that motivation, right? And I think spiritually speaking, it's the same thing. Um, um, it, it's, it's the work of Christ alone, and when we deviate from that, even a little, we're saying the cross isn't enough. And that's what we're talking about here. And it's very subtle too. It's not just like rejecting Christ, right? It's not just like, I don't believe in Christ, but even that little ounce of, well, Janice is a good person. I mean, she is. <laughs> She's covered by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but Dave might say, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm a good person. I, I've done all these, you know, I'm not that bad. I, I try to do well, so that must amount to something. Now, we might, in, in our well motivation, might be doing it from a good place, but really what we're saying is uh, there's a limit point to the cross, and I need, to, I need to go over that myself, or I need to add something to that. And here we see, once and for all, all the other things can't take away our sins. It's only Christ alone, right? Dave, yeah. If you think about... <clears throat> just life in general and starting from school and going through for jobs. Everything. Yeah, you're right. I mean, everything. you don't get promotions because you were a C student in your job. That's right. It's because you were at the top end. And our whole culture from school through jobs and everything is all based on some kind merit. of merit system. Merit-based system, yeah. And that's awful hard to overcome when you say... By grace. Foreign. It's, it's foreign. Different. Yeah. So this has been so ingrained in all of us, I think, that uh, it's difficult to overcome. Now, when we, when we uh, it, you know, we minimize, we devalue the cross, but also, what else do we devalue or, or underestimate? What else do we, uh, what else do we um, devalue? When we look in the mirror, what are we devaluing when we look in the mirror? When we say, I can do this. And we look in the mirror and we realize, wait, I am a sinner. sinner. We devalue the, 
the depravity of who we really are. Like, I can actually take out the spiritual shovel of my good works and say, I'm going to shovel myself out of the grave. Um, I'd probably be panting by the fifth shovel. Like, can someone help me here, please? <laughs> but, but the point is, <laughs> is that um, I used to be in shape. Used to. Past tense. Anyways, uh, but th this, is, uh, this is how we devalue the true depravity of what we're really dealing with here. You know, if we don't know our sin, we deceive ourselves that the truth is not in us. Or if we say we have no sin, and, and this is where we devalue not only our depravity, but at the same time, we, 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 we fail to see what the cross truly brings. And, and here we see the struggle, you guys. And this is not, you know, this is not something that we do not understand, but it's very, and, and the key here is that it's very pervasive and very subtle. And as Dave said, merit-based, we're surrounded by it. I mean, Keegan, of course, he's surrounded by it. I mean, he goes to a university that, and he probably sees, I mean, any, any university student, college student would look at like, okay, if I don't get this grade, then this will happen, this won't happen. If I don't get that internship, then this won't happen, that won't happen. And it's, it's just that constant grind of merit, 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 merit. And so easily does that seep into our, even our relationship with God. Like, what do I have to do? Right? And because he's a child of God, he doesn't look at it as, I have to do all these things, but rather, what a great joy this is to study every day. <laughs> and, and to enjoy the tests. And, and to, that's right, Keegan, right? And you say, this is how God's going to use me as he's building me up to love and serve my neighbor. What a great joy this is to, to, to burn the candle. Is that the idiom? The burn the night's candle? Yeah, candle at both ends and being tired. And this is all for the good of God's will. That is to love and serve my neighbor. Of course, that is his motivation, right? Um, <laughs> we all, you know, we get it, right? Uh, and this is where, again, it goes back to the joy of Christ and what he brings. Um, yeah. We can idolize our merits, my friends, but it'll never take away sins. Right? We can put on and adorn ourselves with the greatest. It might not be the Old Testament sacrifices, but we can bring a lot to the table, we think. But that will not take away our sins, right? Not even our goodness in this world's view can take away our sin, right? And we know that. Anyways, yeah, Dave? Well, particularly we move... this chapter is still going back to the idea that the Old Testament sacrifices did not take away sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess over the years, I had understood that Christ was the fulfillment of the Old Testament sacrificial law and all that kind of stuff. That's right. It wasn't until I really hit this where it's just a reminder of sins. Yeah. Uh, Forward-looking to the Christ, the Lamb of God to come. Yeah, so if there's a detachment from Christ in the fulfillment of the Old Testament sacrifices, then it's just, it's just kind of like this cyclical, perpetual, never-ending sin, wondering if I am forgiven or answered for. But this is the fulfillment, right? It's a fulfillment of what is to come in Christ. And he came. So therefore, no, no more, no moss, right? No, no more sacrifice needed because Christ has finished it. Okay. And that's for you too, right? This is who you are by the sacrifice given to you in Christ Jesus alone. That's why we preach Christ and in him crucified, as St. Paul would always say, because this is it. Once we add a little ounce, right, of a little bit of Chris or a little bit of Mary uh, that sounds a little weird right now, I know. <laughs> but a little bit of all of us saying, look, look, we, we did it. 
we're just like them. We're reverting back to our own works. And that will never take away our sins. Um, and trust me, you know how easy it is to base our, our faith on merits. It's so easy because we are people of, uh, we live in a merit-based world. Humanity, that's what it is. Anyways, uh, verse 12 and 13. If someone could read that for me. All right, so what is it? What, what, what differences do we see right here about the Old Testament priest and the, the true high priest, Jesus Christ? What, what's the difference? What is the writer trying to show us here, clearly? What are some little tidbits here that show us the distinction of Christ and why he differs from what, had, what they had been doing in the Old Testament? What? Okay, that's one of them. Um, and that's, that's a distinct uniqueness of this gospel in itself, in all the world. There is no other religion that says, we believe in someone who died for us and who washes away our sin, right? Everything else is merit. It is merit-based, right? But for us, our faith in our lowliness is Christ and in him crucified. Okay, so single sacrifice. Single, that means one and done. Not like St. Peter's in the... In the uh, NCAA, anyone been following that? No. All right. There's 15th seed, and they're still in it. Can you believe it? 15th seed, they're still in it. Rightfully so, St. Peter's, right? Anyways, but uh, uh, they're still in it, which is the first time ever that they've gone this far in the history of the NCAA tournament. 15th seed. If I, I should visit Ron Peterson. He's the one who talked. Me and him talk basketball a lot. Anyways, but uh, he loves basketball, by the way. Um, not pro, but just college. Anyways, uh, so here we see not only a single sacrifice for sin, not a, you know, one and done here, it's finished, but what is, what's the next part? He did what? He... <laughs> now, do the Old Testament priests get to do that? No, they, they don't even get to go in, you know, once a year, Holy of Holies, right? This is the Lord sitting Right? There's no sitting in the Holy of Holies. They're not, you know, going in, <laughs> going in the, grabbing a chair and drinking their cup of coffee and just, no, this is a, a they're always standing up. They're, you know, they're always in that place for a moment and, and there they are. But with Christ, he, what, what does he do? He, he goes, as we say in the Apostles' Creed, about the right hand of God, right? He ascends, right? To the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the uh, the living or the quick, the quick or the living and the dead or the quick and the dead, right? Uh, and this is the picture, right? So what is that uniqueness? What does that mean that he ascends to the right hand of God? Why is that so important here for the writer to, to differentiate between? The priests are human. The Old Testament priests are human. That's right. That's right. Well, this was a sacrifice that actually worked as opposed to the Old Testament. <clears throat> Yeah. He took away the sins. So there was no need for him to sacrifice himself again. He had accomplished what he set out to do, what the Father had sent him to do. That's why the words, it is finished. Yeah. Good. So that, that work of. Okay, this boat's not good. I carry so many pens and I don't know why. I just. Huh, what should we do? Pink? All right. Um. <laughs> 
death and resurrection, right? Uh, we see the sacrifice given and also ascension, and that is the right hand of God. Um, what does this mean? And that's why the Apostles' Creed is so important, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get all catechetical with you, but I am. Uh, and here we see, uh, through the death of the sacrifice, through his death, we know that our sins are forgiven, we have life eternal, that by his resurrection, it is the proof that the seal, the proof that indeed uh, we are no more uh, uh, caught up in our sins, that is, we are forgiven. But there at the ascension... Here at the right hand of God, this shows not only uh, that this differentiates Christ, but that he assumes all divine authority. Now, the Old Testament priests, they had authority, but not of what Christ would bring to the table in his own ascension. Right? Their authority could only go so far. Christ's authority is what? That there, by his divine authority, not only is he our intercessor, our true intercessor, which you know, the Old Testament priests uh, were doing, but this is our true intercessor, that he is our true prophet, priest, and king. Um, and also, that as we live in the New Testament, uh, the fulfillment of Christ, we know that by his divine authority, he uh, can be where he promises to be. And that's why in the supper, there we receive it, because we believe in the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And, and this is the picture of of who our Christ is. Now, when we look at the Old Testament, we can't say anything, Old, Old Testament priests, we can't say anything about their own death and resurrection, right? We can't say anything about them ascending to the right hand of God. We can't, you know, we can't uh, uh, say anything about them being the true prophet, priest, and king. Again, remember, the Old Testament prophets, what were they always pointing to? To the true prophet, Jesus Christ. Everything was pointing to Christ. The priest pointing to Christ, even, all, even as the true king, the one who conquers. Uh, this is the fulfillment, right? So again, when we see the uniqueness, it all starts from that single sacrifice. I love that. I mean, we live in a, what do we live in? A, what kind of society do we live in? More is better, right? Supersize me. Remember that movie? Anyone? <laughs> Eating McDonald's for 30 days in a row? Who would do such a thing? Or even let alone once. I, I kind of do that sometimes when I'm busy. But uh, anyways, <laughs> but, but just one work. And it is done. I mean, just be in the Old Testament shoes of the Hebrews. How they were. And now it's one and it's done. How could that be? Right? And, and this is why the uniqueness of Christ is so great. Is because it is for each and every one of you. It is done. How do you know? Because of the single sacrifice. So when we all take our last breath, we're not wondering why or where or how or who or what, right? That's right. It's, it's done. Our names are written in the book of life all by what he has done. There's no, there's no perpetual repeating or no, no adding to the table because... The cross and the empty tomb is everything, right? So, so again, uh, this is very important when it comes to, um, you know, understanding uh, the uniqueness of Christ. He is unique. Once that uniqueness becomes, well, Nancy's a Christian, I'm an unbeliever, we're good people, we'll all be at the same place, right? We're, all, we're both on the honor roll, so, you know, 
Right, Don? <laughs> All right, that's another point for you. Anyways, um, don't do that. Don't, don't do the quiet, like, quick laugh thing. That strategy is very good. I like the dry humor. That's, that's, that's my kryptonite. I'm a dry humor guy, so. <laughs> Anyways. And this is only church. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine, Nancy. I can't imagine what happens. Anyways, uh, verse 14. Um, again, uh, verse 13. I can't, can't forget that. Waiting from that time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. Right? This is the picture of Christ. His enemy, a footstool. Um, and that is, that is who our Lord is, and that is his finishing work. Uh, and this is for you. Take heart. Because, yes, the devil will wrangle you, but yet he crushes his head by the single sacrifice on that cross. And that is where you flee because of that single sacrifice of Christ. Right? That's why the gospel is everything. Right? And that's why we stick to it because this is our authority and that's Christ and his promise. All right. Uh, verse 14, verse 14, if someone could read that. Because by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Perfect. I mean, you are, you are perfect. <laughs> That's right, Mary. I know, right? We, we, you are perfect, Keegan. Jennifer, you're perfect. I mean, look at it. You know, it says right there. He has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. You are made holy by the blood of Christ. This is your faith. Or you are perfect. Oh, pastor. <laughs> Obviously, we haven't had, had a time to sit down to tell you my history. You, you know that I'm not perfect. Um, and I'm, trust me, I've had my own fair share as well, right? Uh, but our perfection isn't based on a merit, an honor roll system. But it's based on the perfect work of Christ. And that's what perfection is. Again, I think Dave brought up a good point. We're always dealing with a world that's about escalating on this promotional thing, about being more perfect, more perfect, but more better, more better. And when we say perfect, when we read this text right here, what is our instinct? Wait, I'm, per I'm perfect? No. You must be kidding, right? But here, by his sacrifice, you have been perfected. Those who are being sanctified, that is, made holy, right? So does that mean you don't, does that mean we stop sinning? No, right? Do we, but what's the difference now, you think? When we sin, um, where do we flee? In a merit-based system, what do we flee to? In a merit-based system, if Jeff was merit-based, Dave was gospel-based, where would Jeff flee to? Merit-based system, am I perfect? More works, balance the scale. Um, and in his sin, uh, Jeff would say in, in, in that merit-based, he would be like, well, I just have to put it in. Oh, this is a good Netflix. <laughs> he likes to drive fast. So. <laughs> I'll just put it into what gear? Is that the high gear? I don't know. I'm automatic. I'm automatic guy. I just drive a uh, 65, you know. But uh, let's put it in high gear, rev it up, our pi piousness, and, and, and prove to God how, how good we are, right? Now, Dave, in his sin, as a gospel-centered uniqueness of Christ, he would flee to who? He'd flee to Christ, right? 
And this is where that perfect sacri- this is the perfect sacrifice for you. And that is why this gospel is so important as Jesus sanctifies us. As we read last week, if you look at your handout right there on the, back, on the front side, high priestly prayer, right? John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Sancti- How are you sanctified? How are you made holy? By the truth of Christ that has set you free. And that is his all availing sacrifice for each and every one of you, right? And this is, this is the picture of, your, uh, of how you are perfected. Uh, and that is not you. That is the blood of Christ for you. The, the single sacrifice uh, for the forgiveness of your sins. So, um, so, yeah, if you look at your notes, the eternal gifts of our Lord is endless and without interruption. Therefore, the permanence of his work is and will always be of great comfort. Right? Knowing that the repetition of old sacrifices were now obsolete, the faithful endure with the already one sacrifice by the Lord Christ. Um, and that is where your comfort is. You know, where is Keegan's peace? Where is his peace? It is in Christ. Right? Now, does he face... I mean, I'm not, this, we don't, we're not trying to get into the mind of Keegan here. I'm just using him as an example. Let's preface it that way, right? But, you know, is his peace in anything else? Is his peace in the world? Is his peace in his GPA? Is his peace in his, in his job? What's his peace in? And that's the, the prevailing temptations that we have to, see, to, to view our peace in this way. Uh, his peace is in the once and for all sacrifice. And that doesn't change. See, everything else changes in our life, right? The suffering the, the, the temptations, uh, the, the bumps and the bruises of this life of faith. But what never changes is where we flee in our life of faith, and that is Christ, right? Never changes. He's always with you, and he forgives you of all your... This is, you know, th- this is your comfort in the midst of all things, um, is this unique gift of Christ, free. All right. Just because uh, we have a new paper, we will move on here. <laughs> um, I know, I could, I could. But, no, we're still early. Plus, we started late, so. Mm, you're not going off that easy. All right, so, Hebrews <laughs> 10. I'd be the worst teacher, by the way. Number one, I'd be too gracious. But number two, I would give too much homework. I know that's kind of paradoxical, but. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I know, that's, that's, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, we didn't do it. Who cares? Anyways, verses 15 to 17. (laughs) 15 to 17. So could read that for me, those verses. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, should I do one more? Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Okay. And uh, this is, again, we, we see this reference in 8, uh, chapter 8, but that chapter 8 was a reference to Jeremiah. And this is a picture of, again, he uses these words to remind us of this law written on our hearts, but also of the gospel. Um, the law shows us what at the end of the day, friends? What does the law show us? It shows us our sins, right? 
So in a merit-based system, uh, in a sacrificial OT system, it'd be what? The law says what? Do more, do more, do more, right? Um, but here it says, uh, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. But he continues, right? Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Think about that. Uh, you, know, you know the term forget forgiving and forgetting? How hard is it to forget? It is, right? Can we forget those who have sinned against us? Can we forget? Is it difficult to do that? I'm not going to laugh. I mean, we definitely pray to the Lord, Lord, grant me peace in the midst of my anger. And Lord, though I forgive them, uh, grant me peace in the midst of all that I remember, right? Now, it says right here, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. You know, we're not God, right? We're, we're people. And how we remember things, honestly, for me, I, I don't remember a lot. It's getting, you know, it's getting, as I told uh, Keegan the other day, it's like, you know, medium sharp cheddar, and then it goes to Colby Jack, and now it's Swiss. <laughs> so uh, things are kind of being displaced in my, in my memory. But, uh, uh, but even more, you know, God says, I will remember your sins no more. And um, how comforting is that? Is that comforting? Yeah, that means forgiveness, right? Um, because if he didn't forgive your sins, what would, what would we be anchored by? Just simply all of the, every sin. And in that merit-based system, we need to sacrifice again. We need to sacrifice again. We need, and in, our daily, in this daily life, oh, we need to do more. We need to do more. We need to do, but at the end of the day, all we're, if it can never take away sins, that anchor is still there of our burden of, of our guilt. Right, but here we read the words, I'll remember their sins and their lawless deeds. No mas, no more, right? And this is the comfort. This is grace. This is the gospel in a nutshell. This is the single sacrifice that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. And neither you nor I can rid our Lord's, what am I trying to say here? We can never erase our Lord's mind saying, look, look, I've done all this. So don't remember that, right? No matter how much we do, right? But it's through the blood of Christ, all has been finished. And there is no more, no continual need. It is done, right? So the next time you say, I have to do that, it's what a joy it is to have the opportunity to love and serve my neighbor. What a joy it is to pick up that pencil at 2 a.m. in the morning and study till 5. <laughs> When, my ha when I have eye, eye bags and I'm tired and weary, what a joy this is, how this will benefit my neighbor when I get my job to which God has given to me. What a joy this gospel is, right? And that's our life, friends. You know, whatever station you're in right now, you're in the station of God's sacrifice, and that is being free, knowing that you are his own. There is no need to prove your worth to God. 
because his sacrifice has proved you worthy already. And this is, this is the life of faith. So anyways, uh, why don't we stop there? Why don't we stop there? That's a good place to stop. Um, any, any comments before we close? Questions? You know, sometimes I have the feeling that the Old Testament is real. Particularly after the Babylonian captivity and the return, did in fact see the, the uh, sacrifices as taking away sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Particularly with the end of the captivity, their attitude towards the law changed. Yeah, yeah, I think... So we're coming up on chapter 11, which will Good old faith chapter, right? Yeah. That's right. All right. All right, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we close... Uh, with prayer, let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for your grace, that by your grace we are saved through faith. Lord, bless us this day by your single, once and for all, all atoning sacrifice through the sending of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, by your redemption, you have set us free. Thank you, O Lord, for the comfort of grace, knowing that all our sins are answered for and that you have given us life in your name. Bless us in your word and sanctify us in your truth. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.